0: Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360 and I'm your host Brett Dicer. If you please subscribe to PR360 on all your favorite podcasting apps leave a five-star review let's get to that number one spot in the business category but but with me i have rosemary egg with me and she is a content writer she has about six years a little bit over six years of experience content writing for york ei business.com business elite africa and more we're just excited to have her on the show so welcome to the show rosemary
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, ecstatic, even though I know <laughs> I know how we got here. And it's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, the first question I have all my guests is: Are you a coffee or a tea drinker? Uh,
1: tea.
0: Tea? Any uh, favorite teas you actually like? Any type of
1: th- Chocolate beverage, even if I don't really like chocolate that much, I just I'm not really a tea or coffee person, but if I'm to choose between tea or coffee, I'll go tea.
0: Gotcha. And then I gave a brief summary, but can you give us a little bit more about who you actually are and your expertise?
1: Okay. Thank you so much for that. I'm a content marketer, but first of all, I'm a content writer before I became a content marketer. Uh, I create content, or I strategize. I'm also a content strategist. I strategize content for SaaS, B2B, and uh, medium-sized businesses. Those are my target audience. I create content for them, not just create. I help them repurpose, which is I give life to dead content on their website. I also consult as well. I don't just do all things writing. I consult for businesses. I mean, if they are having problem with their content marketing, strategy, or writing, I come in and tell them what's wrong look at their website, look at the content, and tell them where they need to improve on and what they need to do. So if they can't pay me to contract to write the content, they can actually pay me to consult to tell them what to do. So that's a bit much of what I do and what I offer to my clients.
0: Gotcha. And we're gonna be a little bit talking about more about the holiday season since it's coming up quite quickly as we all go. Where did, where did September and October go to? But do brands have to start their, their content calendar or holiday content calendar a little earlier? Because it just seems like if I go to Costco, I see the Christmas trees in August now. Do they, Should they start a little bit earlier to try to put in customers' minds whatever the products they're selling?
1: Okay, that's actually a wonderful question because I practically tweeted something like this. This week, I think I tweeted it around Wednesday or Thursday, that any brand, which I know most brands will do the Christmas or holiday campaign, um, they have to start now. Because why they should start now is that the content don't feel rushed. You understand? And when you have time to plan ahead, you come up with something more unique, something relatable to your audience. And, um, And I think... Creating content during the festive period is most marketers or most content writers or copywriters or strategists, they'll be on holiday. I mean, (laughs) you don't expect them to, you don't expect them to extend uh, their work season for you, though. So to get the best of the best, now is the time to book them, not just book them, now is the time to continue strategizing. Do you know one thing with content? One thing is content is not just something that comes to your head and you just write it. No, it's something that you, you have to prune it. It's more like a plant where you have to weed it until you get what you want from it. Then you write it. After writing it, you still a edit, deed, a edit, deed, a edit, and it has to go through. If it's a big company, it will have to go through legal, it will have to go through different departments for it to be approved. understand the bureaucratic bottleneck that has to do with content approval especially when it's about the holiday season because some people tend to like mess it up if they don't plan ahead so applying ahead is not just about for you to get enough content out there it's for you to get the right content out there for your audience so when you have your your audience in mind you will always want to give them the best and to give them the best. You have to give your content planning, content creation, everything regarding centering that around that content. You have to give it time.
0: Gotcha. And then are there any key tips on the creating the content for the holiday season? Should they be using more video than written? Should they be heavily u- using their email marketing? Like what is the key tips for this holiday season for the content wise? Okay. To
1: be honest with you, this, question is pretty related to the type of audience you have i mean if you are in the if you are in the fashion industry jewelry industry let's say if you are into uh, physical goods industry and you know your audience uh, or your audience is on instagram tiktok pinterest i mean it's no brainer it's not it's not as if you will have to to change your content, the type of content or the platform you've been you've been communicating with your audience. So if you if you are catering more to Gen Z or younger millennials, TikTok is a good place, especially for your products. If you are dealing with physical products like clothing, jewelries, um, things they can unbox, you understand? I mean, it makes the whole thing in. It makes the whole thing exciting and gives people that Christmas feeling. So you can use TikTok. Uh, you can also use email. One thing about email marketing is um is that um is that no matter where you find your audience, you can either find no matter the platform, be it LinkedIn, be it um Pinterest, be it Reddit, be it Quora, be it any platform that you know you can find your audience, email is Email is literally everybody's sweetheart. I mean, if you know how to do it well, or if you're not annoying with it, if you can do it well, and if you are not spamming people or pushing out content like to overfeed your audience, it actually happens. I've seen companies do it. I've subscribed unsubscribed to a lot of emails, not because they were irrelevant, but because they were overly too much. So if you know how to do it, if you know your boundaries, if you know your target, and if you know your audience, You can also use emails. Um, You can use Twitter, dependent. As for me, I'm definitely going to use Twitter because, I mean, I have an amazing community on Twitter. I have an amazing community on LinkedIn. So these are the two places I have. But if your audience are in four or three platforms, it's still very much normal for you to distribute your seasonal content or holiday season content on these platforms. Nothing should change. You understand? The message might change to correspond with the season, but the platform doesn't necessarily need to change. They're still the same people. Do you understand?
0: Mm-hmm. And then let's say, for example, since your audience is on Twitter, what's if the business was on Twitter? Are there any key tips for using Twitter effectively for that one? Should they be using videos, GIFs, or GIFs, or whatever you want? you want to do it?
1: For me, I'm speaking from my own perspective. For me, as a person that is in the service industry, I render services, too, I don't deal with physical products. I render services. I use Twitter threads. Um, let's say I can create as a freelancer or as a content marketer. I can create um, a thread on this, how to create the best holiday season content. Do you understand? I can create a thread. I can also host a space on it. Twitter space. I host a few every now and then, but I've hardly host, I've hardly had to host a space on content marketing. But I do have one for freelancers. It's strictly for freelancers. You understand? So it depends. You can use gifs. They still work. You can still use um videos. Yes, you can use videos. You can even mix videos with um pictures. Twitter allows it now. So you can mix the two up. It depends on what you've been serving your audience and what and how they've been receptive of your content or the means through which you relate this content to them. So the holiday season doesn't mean you should start trying something new. I'm not against you trying something new, but sometimes I'm of this opinion, if it's not broken, why fix it? If your content, if your audience have, are good, they've been relating with your videos, your pictures, your threads, your space, your single tweets as well, they also count. They've been relating very well with them, and why um, <laughs> try something else? I mean, it's okay to try something else, but there's a higher chance that they may not be receptive of the new. You know how people react towards something new? It takes time for them to start accepting it. I mean, this is not when you want to start. So, okay. so if if they've been enjoying your pictures, if they've been enjoying your spaces, your threads, I'm talking about um, Twitter now. So you can still use those platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, you said spaces. For spaces, should they be using this like once a month? Should there be a cadence of like once a week? Should how should they use this? Because spaces seems like a very specific. I guess genre for the most part, not everyone uses it. I know back in the pandemic, Clubhouse made it popular, and then it kind of just completely fell off the cliff a little bit. So is it specific for like services, not physical products for spaces? like how what how should brands use the utilize the audio portion of it?
1: Okay, uh, that is actually an amazing question now to be honest with you, if you're hosting a space, and you're a service provider, it will serve you more. You understand? Because I can't be talking about a physical product over a space. I mean, it's not even visual. It doesn't have any means for people to see what I'm talking about. You understand? So you, um, if you have physical product, the best thing to do is to use uh, Instagram Live, use um, TikTok Live, or use LinkedIn Live. It depends on where your audience are. So it's, it's always good to use. If you deal with physical products, it's good to use uh, platforms where your audience can see you, either unboxing, that talking about the functionality of the product you're selling. But if you are into services, there's no need for um, there's no need for you to to use um, video platforms. You can use. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't use it. I mean it's not a priority. You understand? Except if you're doing demo. If, if you are doing a demo for a few people, a few of your leads. But if you are on Twitter space, let it be that you're offering services. Either you're, digi- you're in digital marketing, content marketing, and the likes. But if you have to, if you are into something that people will need to see to understand, then you can use any of the lives on three platforms you can use them can also use facebook live as well (laughs) i don't know why i've been (laughs) i've been forgetting about facebook because it's actually an amazing platform if that is where you can find your audience and this type of person i don't criticize any platform people can say facebook is dead i mean (laughs) only the social media managers know what they are going through with facebook i don't know they have quite a lot of complaints but do you know that Facebook is still an amazing platform if your audience is there. So if your audience is there, does it mean you should leave the platform? No, you have to do what you have to do. You have to do what you have to do. So you have to know how to just, not just feed your clients, you know how to nurture them. Because in the long run, these are the people that will be in your sales pipeline. So if you're using uh, Facebook Live, if you're using Instagram Live, TikTok Live, LinkedIn Live, whatever, if you're dealing with physical product, that's an, um, these are amazing options to use. But if you're into services, SaaS and the likes, to talk about what your product or your services is all about, then you can use um, Twitter Space. You can also use... And also, there is also um, LinkedIn um, Audio. There's also LinkedIn Audio. I think they introduced it last week or about. I just got it on my application as of last week. I'm not sure when it was launched, but I knew I started seeing it on my app as of last week, which is actually good. If your audience is on LinkedIn, then take it to them on LinkedIn. If your audience is on Twitter, or if your audience is on three platforms, you know how to share the You understand? Because to be honest with you, your audience can be on these three platforms and consume content differently. Do I put out content for my... Twitter community is not the same way I relate with my LinkedIn community. You understand? I can be hilarious, I can be sarcastic when I relate with my Twitter community because I mean Twitter is the headquarters of sarcasm. If I'm being, if I want to be playful, if I want to be humorous. But LinkedIn, not so much. I mean, everybody is serious-minded. And most people, even when you're sarcastic, some people will say, What are you about? You understand? So it's not how. Um, it's not how each audience, each audience don't relate to each of the platform the same way. You understand? And one thing I tell people when it comes to Twitter thread, one of the advice I give to brands, don't be in a hurry to create Twitter threads. Build a community first of all. If not, you'll get frustrated. I mean, these people barely know you and you're already bombarding them with long tweets. And you know, most people on Twitter don't come on Twitter to read something long. Nobody come on Twitter to read something that is unnecessarily long. But when they know that, okay, they know Rosemary talks about content marketing. She talks about content strategy. And most of the time ask them, would you like to read a thread on this? I'm not doing it to get um, attention. I mean, I can do many things to get attention, but that's not the... But that's not the reason why I'm asking such questions. I'm asking to know what these people will really love to read about. And when I create this thing, I'm not just gambling. I know it's something they, they show the interest to learn more about. So that is how I create my own Twitter thread. But sometimes I'm spontaneous too. Like my most recent Twitter thread, I created that thread under 30 minutes. I just, I didn't even think about it. An hour before I created the thread, I didn't even have thought in my head. It just came to my head and I just typed it straight. I typed it straight on Twitter. I would no use, I no type it in Grammarly or anywhere or in my notes. I just typed it straight. and just had to uh, tweet the thread like that. So sometimes I'm like that, but most times I tend to ask them, "Will you like to read a thread? Because I know most people don't come to Twitter to read threads. That's just the truth. Some people even find Twitter threads annoying. They say we do too much. (laughs) They say we do too much. But on LinkedIn, you know, if you go on LinkedIn, you know definitely you read something long because it's the platform for it. You understand? Uh So on um, TikTok, I don't expect to read long captions. I mean, the video is there for me. So just one line or two lines. It's okay. So it depends. Just know how to communicate with your audience on this on different platforms.
0: Gotcha. And then is for the holiday season, is the video king this year? Is it going to be more more important than it has previous years, depending on your audience as always? But is it going to be is it basically going to be king for this holiday season?
1: Um, I don't give kingship to things. I give kingship to quality and meaningful things. When you say video is king, I mean, any video can be king. But when you say quality video, and now the question is what makes a quality video? The quality video is that video that is specifically tailored to meet your audience needs, answer that questions that is relatable, that is informative, that is relevant, and that is useful. Some people just think the holiday season is a season to talk about love, giving, Blah, 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 and the likes. But if you're creating video content, it has to be something, it has to be the way you've been communicating with your audience. I mean, if you've been selling through humor, um, the holiday season is not when you start being all serious and or being all corporate. If, if humor has been working for you, I mean, the holiday season is the time to, because that's when people actually, uh, when people need to be relaxed, Uh, share the moments with your friends, with your family. So the holiday season is for you to create the right content. It doesn't matter if it's video, if it's images, if it's GIFs, if it's um, TikToks or anything, even YouTube videos. I don't know why I keep forgetting YouTube. YouTube is also an amazing platform. So the thing is, whether you're using video, audio, writing, Images, infographics, it doesn't matter. What matters is what is the quality of what you're putting out.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, if you create terrible content, no one really wants to listen or read or see it. There are a lot, they'll just not pay attention to it. So yeah. And then are there any new trends to consider for this holiday season that brands may have really not noticed or just didn't really care about at the time? Is there any new trends that they should start to follow for this holiday season when it comes to content strategy? Um, I
1: think one of the trends that brands use more is, um, let's say, employee generated content. You can create something about your employee. Now I'm giving business is a strategy here. <laughs> it's actually people pay what people pay to listen to. So let's say this holiday season, um, it doesn't really have to always be, I mean, you can create multiple contents, but you can create something unique. Um, you can your employees, if you have a team, it can be a team of five, a team of four, it doesn't matter. have a team of 10 people 15 people you can pick like four people or five people that will talk about what christmas means to them you understand in line with your product they can talk about what christmas means to them it doesn't mean it has to be long it can be a very short video something amusing something light-hearted you understand it's not every time you you are overly corporate or overly serious i mean calm down Sometimes people people buy from companies that they they relate with, be it in humor, be it in any other form. If they relate with you and if they love your content, uh, if they love your content, it's 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 going to blow up. So maybe on your TikTok, it doesn't matter if you even sell physical products. If whether if you're a company, you can use your TikTok. Um, Each of your employees will talk about what Christmas means to them. They will talk about their family, their friends, what they intend doing during the holiday. I mean, that will go a long way. And um, if you have a physical product, you can um, get uh, what we call user-generated content. I mean, the real user-generated content. I don't mean the ones you send to influencers and call it UGC. I mean, the real one we've always known, not the new one that they are trying to fast down our truth. So I mean, sincere users, your customers, especially those ones that have uh, been using your products regularly. If you deal with, let's say, products, they can talk about your product or even talk about how they tend to like, um, what Christmas means to them, their favorite Christmas moments, um, and something that they are going to do this Christmas. It wasn't the question doesn't have to be technical, overly really technical, no. Something simple. what I tell brands is sometimes the magic is not in the big or complicated or technical things. Sometimes even the littlest thing, the littlest thing, the littlest content or the content you don't even expect that people enjoy, that's what they enjoy. So sometimes I tell brands to loosen up. That doesn't mean you should. <laughs> you should go and do something that will taint your image. No, I just sometimes just be lighthearted. Just create something that is not always about your product, your product, your product. Could be about your your subscribers. It could be about your followers. So these are just ideas I think that will work for brands. Or if you if you deal with physical products, you can send um, a few products out if you have the money to do so. Please, um, this is a conditional statement. Before they will say raspberry, <laughs> telling brands to send out free products. I mean, it's it's Christmas. It's a season to give gifts to people. And if you are to give anything to anybody, you ask a business owner, it should be your customers. I mean, those people have been there for you throughout the year. <laughs> Loyalty is rare. And if you find loyal people, keep them. So one of the ways to keep them is sending out, let's say, you can send out a few boxes. Uh... Let them create videos of them unboxing it, talking about it. It should be fun. I mean, we see a lot of it, but when it's coming from somebody that genuinely uses your product, I'm not talking about the first UGC content we see nowadays. I mean, a customer that has been using your product, that has been buying from you, It's it's, it's really going to be an amazing strategy to pull out if you do it well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. But the most important question is, what is your favorite holiday? Which one is it? Is it what's coming up Halloween? Is it Thanksgiving? Is it Christmas? New Year's? What is it?
1: Christmas is my favorite holiday. Right from, <laughs> um, not because, uh, not, because it's, not because it's Christmas, but because I get to spend it with my family, spend it with my niece my nephews i mean uh it's going to be a lot but i think that's one time in the year where all of us will have the time to be to have the same shadow i mean it's not easy to bring everybody together and um, i mean what's um what's life without friends and family people you really know you look out for people that look out for you you spend it with them of course, the food, I'm an African. <laughs> the food, the food is special. I mean, it's not as if you've not been eating um, those meals, but Christmas feeling, I mean, the feeling makes the food taste better. <laughs> so I get to eat fufu, I get to eat a uh, soup, I get to eat different things, like try out different dishes, eat till I'm satisfied. You know, there's um there's 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 this feeling you get when you eat around people you sincerely love. Like you're not just eating alone, you're eating around people you've not seen for months, or people you've not seen in um while growing up, we used to celebrate um the Christmas in our countryside, which is in our village. It used to be very interested, interesting rather. Interesting. We'll go and watch masquerades display. We'll watch there, we'll go for weddings because during the holiday season, where I come from, it's when most people do have their weddings. I mean, like ten people can be wedding in a day, so you have a lot of places to go to um you have a lot of anniversaries to celebrate because there are many anniversaries because many people tend to wed more during the Christmas season. Many things, many festivities so the the environment. The, the excitement is there. It's something to look forward to. So, Christmas, I can talk about Christmas. So, Christmas is my favorite holiday.
0: Gotcha. And then, where can people find you online?
1: Okay, people can find me on Twitter and people can find me on LinkedIn. But very soon, I'll be on TikTok, even if I'm still struggling with TikTok videos. <laughs> to be honest, do you know, do you know, I used to. I'm not, I know I'm a creator, but, uh, I create more of written content, but the first time I tried editing a TikTok, a TikTok, let me just, let me not sound so millennial-y. I know I'm a young millennial, I'm not that old, so I don't want to use the word TikTok video. So let me say the first time I was creating a TikTok, it was Hard. Don't colonize any TikTok. I mean, when I see it, I say these people put so much effort into it. Do you know that video? I created it about 20 times to get what I really wanted. I say, nah, ah, these TikTok creators, you people are wonderful. I, from that day, I started respecting them more because it's not easy. It's not easy. And that's the same thing, my friends who are like my sisters, they actually have a YouTube channel of over 400,000 subscribers. And whatever they have to write, things, I know they do write descriptions, but whenever they have to write things outside, like short descriptions on YouTube, they will tell me this is difficult. <laughs> I said, you say what I feel about videos. <laughs> so sometimes you have to wear people's shoes to really understand what it takes to create awesome content. So TikTok creators, even though they are all amazing, no, <laughs> So I, no, no, no. I have special respect for them. I have, no, 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 no. That was a moment of conviction that this is not easy. It's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts for listeners?
1: Um, When you're creating content, one mistake I notice brands do is, is making it about themselves. Content tribes when you make it centered around the people you are creating that content for. I mean, you are not creating content for yourself. You're creating it for people. People who who might become leads and, you know, often leads become paying customers. So when you have this, and I also, want, I also um, tell people, when you're creating content, see that you're creating it for somebody with your money. You don't know who is consuming it. Maybe you may not know everybody that is consuming your content, but whenever you're creating content, especially content you want to generate, see that you are speaking to people or somebody. Even if you're not directly telling them, bring your money, you understand. Ask yourself, this content I created, if somebody consume it, can somebody hire me? Can somebody buy a product from me? So when you can answer this question, it will help you create better content. and. Or sometimes you ask yourself, if I was or if I were to come across this content as a consumer, would I buy from this brand? Or will I have this brand? Because it's not just always oh, about buying. Sometimes um, you create content to register yourself in people's minds. You say, okay, I mean, I know I'll need this service in the next three months. Is this person on my list? So sometimes you're not just creating content to uh, immediately convert these people. You create content to put them in the sales process. And when we talk about the sales process, it's not um, the sales profe- process. The end result is actually for people to buy and become repeat customers, right? But before people buy, some will start as uh, stalkers. Some will uh, visit your website. Some will read. Some will consume content and in the long run they might make a decision even if they don't make they might refer people i've referred people to brands i know that okay i mean from the i judge some brands by the quality of their contents so, i mean if these people put thought into what they are selling that means what they are selling is actually worth the effort so um create content with the intent of your Uh, Create content with the intent of your readers or your audience in mind with the intent of solving their problems, answering their questions. Whether you're writing copy, whether you're creating content, whether you're creating video, visual, audio, it doesn't matter. So have them in mind. When you do this, you create better content.
0: Gotcha. That was a great (laughs) final thoughts right there of creating the best content you can for people. So thank you, Rosemary, for joining PR 360 and sharing your knowledge.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Brett.
0: Yes, and thank you for listening to PR 360. As always, please subscribe to PR 360 on all your favorite podcasting apps. You have a five-star review. Let's get to the number one spot in the business category for public relations. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Get to that holiday calendar and write the best content and keep those loyal customers happy we'll see you next week later